It's Thursday, July the 1st, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, China's Communist Party celebrates a big birthday and Robin Hood find. First, the world in brief. Xi Jinping marked the centenary of the forming of China's Communist Party with a pomp-filled ceremony in Tiananmen Square. China's leader claimed his party had achieved its goal of eradicating poverty and that there was, quote, great unity among the country's ethnic groups. He reiterated his commitment to resolving, quote, the Taiwan question and promised that anyone attempting to oppress China would have their, quote, heads bashed against a wall. In Hong Kong, which today also marks its return to Chinese rule in 1997, the mood was less celebratory. The once regular protests that accompanied the anniversary have been banned under China's oppressive national security law. FINRA, an independent American financial regulator, handed down penalties totaling $70 million, its largest ever, to Robinhood, a retail share trading app. It said the app caused, quote, widespread and significant harm to users by feeding them misleading information and failing to maintain an acceptable service during periods of high market volatility. Robinhood said it would address FINRA's concerns. Prosecutors in New York are reported to have indicted the Trump Organization along with its CFO. The known charges concern a failure to pay tax on employees' fringe benefits, such as stays in luxury apartments. Details could be made public today. Donald Trump is not expected to be charged personally, though several other investigations into the former president's finances are ongoing. Bill Cosby was freed from prison shortly after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned his conviction in 2018 for sexual assault, a defining moment of the hashtag MeToo era. The comedian has served two years of a three- to ten-year sentence. The court said he should not have faced charges after striking a bargain with prosecutors more than 15 years ago. Many of his alleged victims vented fury at his release on a, quote, technicality. The European Union extended the grace period on exports of chilled meat from the British mainland to Northern Ireland until the end of September, temporarily diffusing a trade dispute dubbed the, quote, sausage war. Under the Brexit agreement, Northern Ireland is still bound by EU food standards, meaning some exports across the Irish Sea are in effect banned. The British government wants to renegotiate. Brazil's President Jair Bolsonaro fired a health ministry official accused of requesting a bribe while negotiating an order of COVID-19 vaccines from a medical supply company. On Tuesday, the government suspended a separate contract worth 1.6 billion reais, $321 million, with Bharat Biotech, an Indian firm, amid allegations of irregularities. Both Bharat and the government deny wrongdoing. More than 500,000 Brazilians have been killed by the coronavirus. Donald Rumsfeld died at the age of 88. The Republican served twice as America's defense secretary under Presidents Gerald Ford and George W. Bush. He was instrumental in America's Cold War strategies and, later, the decision to invade Iraq. When a speedy military victory against Saddam Hussein turned into a grinding counterinsurgency, Mr. Rumsfeld bore much of the criticism. And fact of the day. 
Queen Victoria inhaled chloroform for 53 minutes after the birth of her eighth child. She called it, quote, delightful beyond measure. And now, here's today's agenda. Winner take all, the Chinese Communist Party turns 100. Only a decade ago, the Communist Party's grip on China could be hard to spot. Foreign investors and VIPs would often meet government ministers, city mayors and university presidents, rather than each institution's real boss, its party secretary. Now, under Xi Jinping, China's president and the party's chief, the CCP is visible and unabashed about its absolute authority. A ceremony in Beijing today marking the 100th anniversary of the party's founding made that point, with Mr Xi addressing a hand-picked crowd in Tiananmen Square. Four decades of economic, military and technological progress leave Chinese officials adamant that their technocratic model is as legitimate as any democracy, and certainly more so than America's fractious system. Mr. Xi is a, quote, people's leader, say propaganda organs, guided only by what is best for the majority. Minorities such as Muslims in Xinjiang or Democrats in Hong Kong might disagree. They were not invited. No deal. An American trade arrangement expires. America's constitution is quite specific in divvying up authority. Whereas the president can negotiate trade deals, only Congress can change tariffs. To avoid crossed wires, the two have come up with a useful arrangement. Using something called trade promotion authority, Congress sets out terms negotiators must extract from trading partners. In return, it agrees to take a simple up-or-down vote on the fruits of those talks. But the TPA is time-limited. Last negotiated in 2015, it runs out today. There do not seem to be any plans to renew it. That fits the Biden administration's general message. New trade deals are not a priority. Existing negotiations, such as those with Britain, are, quote, under review, much to the frustration of British officials who spent months in talks with the Trump administration. The Americans seem to be more interested in enforcing existing deals and saving their political capital for different fights. Let them eat cows, Cuba's food crisis. Cuba is facing its worst food shortage since the 1990s. Finding ingredients was never easy in a place which imports around 70% of its food, but now it is nearly impossible. The government, which forces farmers to sell their harvests at uncompetitive prices, lacks hard cash. The pandemic has caused tourism, normally 10% of GDP, to atrophy and has stopped Cubans carting cash back home. A 40% surge in global food prices hasn't helped. State-owned bakeries are replacing some of the imported wheat flour for bread with homegrown alternatives to consumers' dismay. The government has announced measures to increase domestic agricultural production, but without economic liberalisation, little will improve. So far, reforms have been lacklustre. Farmers may now slaughter a cow for sale or personal consumption, which was previously illegal. But the highly bureaucratic process of getting permission is enough, according to a farmer in the coastal town of Bahia Onda, quote, to make him lose his appetite. Dreams of $100, OPEC Plus and oil prices. 
Since April 2020, the price of Brent crude has risen from $20 a barrel to more than $70, its highest in three years. As the global economy bounces back from the pandemic, energy traders are asking when prices will push past $100. Much will depend on whether ministers from the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries and its allies, nicknamed OPEC+, decide to raise production further when they meet today. Hopes of $100 oil could easily prove forlorn. If OPEC Plus sticks to its existing plans, output will be 841,000 barrels a day higher this month. A deal easing sanctions on Iranian oil could increase supply further. Yet if COVID-19 cases spike globally, demand could stall. Counterintuitively, high prices would be bad news for OPEC Plus, Investors would pump money into new production in places outside the cartel, eventually leading prices to tumble. The oil market should be careful what it wishes for. Ain't no party. Patriotic rap in China. China's government frets about the influence of foreign culture on its youth. But some beats demand to be rocked to. So, with hip-hop music, the Communist Party compromised. The message was, rap if you must, kids, but keep it positive. The genre has become an unlikely microphone for the party's message. Official propaganda has been rhymed and syncopated, and official media promotes tracks it approves of. Even though, or because, state-backed rappers don't exhibit the rebellion which fuels hip-hop artists in other countries, the music is hugely popular in China. On June 20th, Hip Hop Fusion, a music company, dropped 100%, a 15-minute track celebrating the CCP's 100th birthday. 100 rappers spit bars bigging up China's rise, socialism, and its superiority in tech, sport, and space. Its producer insists such flag-waving patriotism is, quote, real. Rap fans who guard that word jealously were less sure. Some claimed it was, quote, impossible to listen to, and the work of, quote, 100 slaves. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Harriet Beecher Stowe, who died on this day in 1896. The greater the interest involved in a truth, the more careful, self-distrustful and patient should be the inquiry. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 